Coming to study at a UK university poses many challenges, such as arriving in a completely different country, leaving family and friends behind, or embracing a new educational system, to name just a few. Believe me, I've been there. I once decided to leave my home country, my friends and family, and it was not easy. But there was something else, something more that I wanted. So I came to Oxford to start my international teaching qualifications and found a job I thought I always wanted. In my job, I have successfully prepared thousands of international students for UK universities. From my perspective as an academic lecturer, academic writing skills are the foundation for reaching the scores you need and want to pass a module with a merit or distinction. But you cannot succeed at writing academic assignments if you do not master paraphrasing skills. In this episode, I'll explain my favorite method that I've been using with my students for ages and which brings very good results. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Kasia and this is Academic Reading and Writing Made Easy. Those of you who don't know me yet, I'm an academic writing coach with over 10 years of experience in teaching international students how to master academic reading and writing skills, and with more than five years of experience in preparing students for IELTS academic training. Before we get started, I have a question for you. Have you shared this podcast with a friend? Especially a friend who's just started university and definitely needs to learn to write essays, reports and other types of assignments. Just grab the link, text it to them, send it to them on social media platforms, whatever you want to do, but I would greatly appreciate it. Those of you who are preparing for IELTS exam or those of you who've already passed this exam and are now studying at a UK university, you know that you cannot write well if you cannot paraphrase what you read. You might now think, I know Kasia, I've heard that a lot, but still, How can I do it the right way so that it's not that overwhelming and stressful? I'm glad you're asking. And yes, I do think that paraphrasing is one of the most challenging skills as you need to express complex academic ideas with your own vocabulary, which is often limited. In my experience as an academic lecturer and IELTS instructor, international students often lack vocabulary and grammar to succeed in paraphrasing, which again is essential 
both for writing and speaking. And yes, I have seen students struggling with paraphrasing and consequently producing and submitting poor quality assignments, which tend to resemble the mix and match of copied and pasted fragments of external sources. But first of all, what you need to remember about is that paraphrasing is a skill that we use in everyday life. Imagine this. You come back home from work or school and first you tell your wife, husband, mother or father what your day was like. And then you enter another room and you do exactly the same, but with different words to a different family member. So my point is that most probably you've already acquired this skill in your native language, but now all you need to do is to transfer the skill to a new language, a new setting, a new context. This time it will be an academic context. So the question is how? If you've ever been to any academic writing workshops, you must have heard about two main methods of paraphrasing. One of them is called the organic method, while the other one is called mechanical. In short, the organic method is based on memory, or I'd rather say memorization, as you need to read the original text. Remember, you don't paraphrase more than a sentence or two. Sometimes it might be a short paragraph, but nothing longer. So you read the original text, this short text, until you understand it, and then you retrieve it from your memory, but in your own words. As you can imagine, this type of paraphrasing can be quick, but only if you have a wide range of vocabulary and grammar structures. Otherwise, there is a high chance that you'll plagiarize the original text. Of course, not on purpose, but this will be so difficult to defend, especially when confronted with lecturers. The other method that you will see a lot in different textbooks is called the mechanical method. And as you can imagine, this method is far more complex and involves a few more steps than just recalling what you remember after reading a short paragraph. The mechanical method involves finding synonyms, changing word classes, and playing with sentence structures. Now you might wonder, word classes, what are they? I'm sure you know it. What a noun, a verb, an adjective, or an adverb is. So to be able to paraphrase a text using the mechanical method, 
you have to play with nouns, verbs. Perhaps you'll have to change an adjective to an adverb or a noun to a verb. And then when you add some synonyms and change the sentence structure, perhaps from active voice to passive voice, you will finally arrive in a paraphrase. So if you were to follow this method, which has got a lot of advantages, you need to agree that paraphrasing can be quite heavy weightlifting. And in addition, you need a very good level of English. So what can you do when your English is average? Don't worry, I've got you covered. The method I teach might not have any special name, but it is what works well for me and my students. I call it a resource-free method. Let me explain it to you step by step. But before I dive into the details, I'd just like to remind you that I love reading reviews from you. This week, I want to give a shout out to Margaret, who left me the following review. This episode, episode number four, am I going to get a pass, merit or distinction? Processes behind marking at UK universities gave me a greater insight into how our exams are moderated and marked. I highly recommend it to you if you're interested in what factors impact grade markings. I love to hear that. I just can't tell you how much those words mean to me. I'm honored to see how this episode about marking has helped you, Margaret. And thank you so much for being a part of my podcast community. I thought I'd start giving more shout outs to the reviews I read online. So if you left me a review, I just might be talking about you on my next podcast. Okay, let's go back to my so-called a resource-free paraphrasing method. To be able to follow me right now, you've got to go to my website www.oaoe.co.uk forward slash my podcast, where you will find this episode with the free guide. I hope you found it. So let's now take a look at the method. As the guide says, it's got five steps. We're gonna look at each step separately. Step number one is when you read the original text as many times as you need to make sure you understand it. But please remember, when you paraphrase, you choose only short bits of the text. As I said, most probably it will be one or two sentences, perhaps a short paragraph, but it's never gonna be anything much longer. So when I say that you need to read it as many times as you need to, it's never gonna take you a lot of time. 
So remember, first of all, you need to understand what you are reading as under no condition, under no circumstances, can you change the meaning of the original text. So that was step number one. Step number two, identify subject-specific vocabulary. The subject-specific words are the ones that you will not change for any synonyms. They can be highly technical that you cannot paraphrase as it would not make any sense. So, for example, you will never paraphrase words like economy or economics as you can only explain what they mean, but you cannot find a one-word synonym. So, again, step number two identify subject-specific vocabulary. And now step number three, find synonyms for non-subject-specific words. So here's the stage when you work with a reliable dictionary to find good quality synonyms. In fact, this might be the longest step, the step which will take you most of your time. Because even if you use a reliable dictionary, you will always have to check if such collocations exist. So remember, you need to be careful with synonyms, but the synonyms that you have found at this point is what you will need to write the most of your paraphrase. And step number four, which is my favorite part, the fun part, I need to say, I love it. So when I tell my students what happens at this stage, they often look at me with disbelief. What is it about? At this point, I ask my students to cover the original text. Yes, all my students either close their books or cover the original text. Why? Because now they need to reconstruct the original text based on the notes they've made. Which notes, you might ask? the list of subject-specific words and the synonyms. So at this stage, my students are left with their notes only. And based on what they've read, what they've remembered about the text, and based on the vocabulary they've collected, they can now move on to paraphrasing. So this is step number five, when you actually paraphrase the original text. But this is not where the paraphrasing method finishes. Because once you've got your paraphrase, now you can open the book or uncover the text, which you covered in the previous stage. Because now you need to check if the text you've got, your paraphrase, means the same as the original text, 
because if you remember step number one, I told you that you need to read the original text as many times as you need to make sure you understand that. So in this stage, what you are doing, you are making sure that you haven't changed the meaning of your paraphrase. And one more thing that many students tend to forget about is in-text citations. Remember, when you paraphrase, that means that you are using someone else's ideas. So whenever you do it, you need to include an in-text citation. In order to practice paraphrasing skills and the methods I introduced in today's episode, I encourage you to go to my website www.oaoe.co.uk forward slash my podcast and download the free guide to paraphrasing in five steps. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it valuable. Thanks for hanging out with me. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it valuable. Thanks for hanging out with me. And if you have a friend who will benefit from this episode, share it with them. I would be so very grateful. And as usual, please check out iTunes, Spotify, ZipStream, or just go to my website and download this episode so that you can listen to it even if you are offline. All right, my friend, I'll speak to you soon. Same time, same place. Can't wait.